Welcome to A Thousand and One Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. Hey, Nick. Uh, I've uh, heard that if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask for a glass of milk. Is that true in, in your experience? Have you been reading If You Give a Mouse a Cookie to your kids lately? Uh, <laughs> must, must have been. <laughs> we are talking about If You Give Your Mouse a Cookie um, by Laura Numeroff. Am I pronouncing that right? I, yeah, hope, so. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> So this is a fun look. We got this book fairly recently. Um, and although I don't know how old it is. I'm looking like 85. Okay. Yeah. So it's been around for a while. Um, the basic structure of this book is there's a, the first page is a little mouse is walking on the street and there's a nice little boy outside eating some cookies, reading a comic book. And the boy very generously offers the mouse a cookie. Um, and then the story proceeds with, if you give a mouse a cookie, then the mouse asks for something else. So in the beginning, if you give the mouse a cookie, the mouse kind of runs in the house asking for a glass of milk. Um, and so the book proceeds with, you know, if you give him a glass of milk, then he's going to ask for a straw. And if you give him a straw, then he's going to ask for a napkin and yada, 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 all the way to the final scene is, I think, um, he's doing their, the mouse is finally thirsty at the end of doing all, all sorts of shenanigans throughout the book. And so the mouse asks for a glass of milk and then he has a glass of milk. And the last line is, if you give a mouse a glass of milk, he's going to want a cookie to go with it. And, you know, we end up at our beginning again. (laughs) Um, It's a a circular book. So basically, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Is is that like the slippery slope? Is is that a fair way to characterize this? Or is it a little bit more complex than that? Or Yeah, it's interesting. So when you think about like, the moral of this at first blush anyway, the moral of this story is do not be generous to passersby on the sidewalk. You know, if you, <laughs> because you just don't know what you're going to get in for. Um, I don't know. Is that the, that can't be the message, right? Okay. Well, hold it. Is. So <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed how readily I had that date, 1985 available <laughs> when this came out. Top of the but the, re- the reason I, I knew it uh, was because I ran across an article that talked about this, in the context of the conversation about the welfare state that was going on in the 1980s. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. We just brought up welfare state within the first two and a half minutes of the episode. <laughs> You're coming hard. Well, if, if, if you give a man a podcast, he's, he's, he's going to want to make it controversial. Um, and, and, and so wh- whether or not that was the intention, certainly when it came out, that was a conversation that it, Interesting that it that it jumped into about the uh, maybe the unintended consequences of altruism. So if you there's some the phrasing is about like I don't know it, I'm going to butcher the Samaritan's dilemma or it's something where if you are helping somebody out, then they're always going to be asking for more. And are you really helping them out by doing that? Mm, right. um, that was not how I read the book at all. Um, <laughs> as as an as an adult or Maybe I maybe I was familiar with the phrase "if you give a mouse a cookie," but I don't know if I'd read this as a child. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, maybe I didn't even know what it meant 
maybe it was one of those things kind of like an anchorman where, where they say when in rome <laughs> it's just it's just out there <laughs> um but but I, I, when i read it my first thought was this seems a lot like parenting like if you <laughs> like if you give like if, if like when your child is asking for a bedtime story and then he my child jack wants a, an extra detail that's never the final detail or if, if he says he's thirsty and he wants a glass of water and if he has a glass of water then he's going to use the bathroom and so that kind of escalating slippery slope there's one demand follows another that was the first thing that my mind went to is that did you think of that at all or yes i but i will <laughs> i don't ever want to be the kind of parent who deprives their kid of hugs when they're asked for because i'm sure there'll be a time when i want to give them a hug and they don't sure. want to um Oh, man. But we, God we, help we've, me. We've, done, we've, done, we've already done. We've already done welfare state and sort of the cats <laughs> in the cradle. <laughs> I've learned though, you know, if you're walking out of the bedroom after kind of putting everyone to sleep, and uh, can I have another hug? Right, another hug always means seven more hugs right. at least, which you know I'm happy to do. But it illustrates this point. I think that right. I agree. I when I when I read this, which was I first read it. I don't know. like maybe maybe a year ago uh, six months ago i'd never encountered it as a kid it did the welfare state interpretation did not at all cross my mind the economic reading of sure. cookie. um yeah i thought it was much more um i you know i don't even know if i thought it was about parenting necessarily as i was just much more curious about the it's like a fun sort of formal literary mechanism this like the how the plot like unfolds right I, I didn't even like think too much about a message at all like in it it's just like a fun way of sort of letting a story unfold um, and well so would it have been would the story be dramatically different if it wasn't circular so if if it ended and at the end the mouse was satisfied so at the all that he was he'd finished his artwork and all the various things that the mouse does and then the mouse fell asleep like that's a, that's a totally <laughs> no, different story obviously than, not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I think there's there's a lot of narrative power in that, A, it, it returns to its beginning. You know, we all kind of like stories that in some way return to their beginning. Um, but B, obviously, like the kids, like frustration at the end of like, oh, my God, <laughs> the whole thing's you can like see in his face, like, oh, no, the whole thing's going to start over again. Have you um, ever as a as have you ever when reading it uh, started the story over again? I did that uh, recently no. <laughs> just to see. Just to just sort of see if Jack got got the point of it, like this is this is this is going to set the whole thing in motion again. And I flip back, and also he loves to restart stories again. So he'll we'll we'll be watching a movie or reading a book, and we'll watch ten minutes of it, and he'll ask to rewind and start over yeah. even before we get to the end. Right. So I thought that he would love this whimsical effect that I was doing, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's the end, Dad. Stop. <laughs> um, I have not done that, but I, I admire your uh, creativity in, in trying that out in my experiment. Well, what are your girls thinking about? Do they get the? Do they get that the mouse is unreasonable? Is is the mouse unreasonable? That, that's the other thing is that this whole give uh, a mouse a cookie and they're going to want milk. They're always going to want more. People compared to a slippery slope, but. 
isn't that just a natural thing? No, like, this it, is it, fundamental it, human psychology. If there, if a behavior is followed by reward, you're going to get more of the behavior. Right. And that's not, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's like obvious. And in life, things fall in order. It's like, if I, like, if I exercise, I'm going to want to rest afterwards. And if, after I've rested, maybe I'd want to eat. And after I've, you know, th- like one thing follows another and it, it, that's not a disaster. That's just linear human life. No. <laughs> so. And this is where I think your reading of it as a book about, not about economics, but about parenting is correct. Because I think if you think about it, yes, the kid who ostensibly is standing in for the parent is exhausted, but it's not a failure because the, the, the mouse has done all sorts of things, right? Yeah. It's not only has he eaten some yummy food and got some uh, yummy drink, he's got some milk, but he's practiced, he's done the, what all kids do, which is they try to be helpful and learn things. It ends up being a disaster, right? Like trying to clean the bathroom or right. Sweep so, treat, or, so it, 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 and that's part of beneficial. it too. Is, is, is that you're, you're tracking that the mouse is uh, he, he he wants to give himself a trim. And he ends up making a mess, so he sweeps. So then he says, well, I'm going to sweep the whole house. But actually, that creates a mess. That the, Even his cleaning creates a mess that has to be cleaned up after. Right. But his intention in the right place. Then he, then he draws a, re, a remarkably uh, well-executed <laughs> drawing of like his mouse the family. Savant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the day isn't wasted. I mean, like, like, as a parent, like, if your kid is wearing himself out, cleaning the house and drawing like art of his family – that's a win for, 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 yeah. for sure. Or you, even if, even if your kid, you know, practices doing the dishes, but ends up like, I don't know, breaking a dish or making a huge mess. That's like, that's how you learn. You have to right. make a mess and make mistakes in order to learn. So in the long run, it's totally, wor- and that's what all like parents can relate to, right? That like, I am so exhausted. I do not want to do another day of all this, but in the long run, this is what has to happen. This is how it works. <laughs> okay, right? let me let me add an additional wrinkle to this though, because so in this reading of the book, the 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 mouse is the child, and the kid is the adult. The boy is the adult, but the boy is also a boy. Like <laughs> right. he's a kid too. So he's and and the and he's not especially efficient. Like sometimes when he's clean, like the way that he chooses to clean up over the mouse, that doesn't seem like the best way to go about things. And he, he like some of his moves. So he, he, he makes a bed for the mouse by dumping out his presumably his mother's beauty powder. <laughs> if there's another scenario in which a, a parent comes home after being gone for <laughs> the whole day and, and finds like an even bigger mouse, an even bigger mess. And, and the kid is just like, I was just clean up after this mouse. <laughs> you know, so. This is a cat in the hat situation. That's, That's right. the day when parents could leave for the whole day, leaving their two toddlers at home. This is every book. This is, this is uh cat in the hat. This is Carl where the, the mom just drops right. uh, her kid off with her Rottweiler in, 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 in a department store. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, but so, but the kid is also like, so the kid is the parent, but the kid is also a kid. So does that, does that, change the reading at all or what, what do you think about that so one of my thoughts on this too was it's kind of like it, well so my girls are almost elena's almost five and gabriella is just three so it really spoke to me as a parent who watches their kids kind of parent each other like elena does a lot of parenting of gabriella she'll hear some rule or oh, something that cat and i talk about and then she'll try it out, like impose it on, on Gabriella. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes Gabriella fights back and, and imposes. Um, Elena's not very good at when we, uh, well, she's not, she's okay, but she's, um, when we're, we're experimenting with riding bikes around the neighborhood. Um, 
and we try to encourage the girls to stay by the side and not, you know, ride in the middle of the road. Gabriella right. is very good at reminding Elena to stay by the side of the road. <laughs> Elena, stay by the side of the road. <laughs> so I, part of this is like you could read them as siblings, right? Where they're oh, both yeah. kind of immature on some level, but they're both trying to work it out. Like one of them's trying to work out how to be the responsible parent, right. parental figure, and one of them is just the kind of hapless child. <laughs> right. So I, that's... I don't no, know. I like that. I think that's another way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. Obviously, this spawned a whole series. So we had. Uh, we're more familiar with some of the other installments, like if you take a mouse to school. Um, but I don't know that that structure a little bit different. I, I have not read the the direct sequel to this, which is if you give a moose a muffin. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that pans out if it's the same structure. But yeah, I think I think your your reading of that works. It does seem like siblings in this sort of like practicing parenting relationship or, or not parenting, but caretaking is, is, is that the word that I'm looking for? Mm. Or? Yeah. Fostering. Fostering. Mm. But what are your, so, but what do your girls think? Do they, so do they think that, do, do they see that kind of relationship or, you know, Jack was very clear that this is a, he, he want to know, is the mouse a pet? that belongs to the kid or is it just a free ranging mouse? That was the dynamic that he was, he most cared about. I don't know what, like that, I, I told him maybe it's a pet and then he seemed really satisfied. So I, I, don't, I don't know exactly, <laughs> exactly what his takeaway was. Like I, if he's expecting me to get him a, 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 a pet mouse or what, like what, what's going on in his head, but what do your girls think about this? This is a recurring dilemma for me as a, a, a reader of children's books is my, like my girls I don't think they ask tons of questions. Um, I, I think general, like they didn't really ask anything about this book as they were reading it. They seem to enjoy it. And then I, I think I err on the side of not like querying them about what they thought of the book. I just sort of kind of let it happen. So, but, but then I, I do miss out on like, what are they thinking? Like who or which character are they identifying with or what do they think is going on? And, so I, I kind of feel like I should be more asking more probing questions. Of, maybe like, <laughs> I don't know, because, because it's hard. That would be interesting to know. Are they primarily identifying with the mouse or with the boy? Um, or do they have any reaction? So do they have any reaction? Do they think that, I guess, what I, do they think the mouse is making a mess? Or do they ever yes. comment? I, mean, I think they, yeah, I think they know that, that it's like, the, it's, the, the, they don't be like, oh, it's just a boy hanging out with a mouse. Not, you know, ordinary behavior regular day they get that there's a, a chaotic element that the, the mouse is introducing chaos into the house just yeah and i think that's partly because we i think we kind of um enhance that effect by various like exclamations we make and like oh my goodness you know when the powder kind of goes all over right. i think we probably do stuff like that when we when we read it but it's just visually too it's pretty clear that like a mess is being made i think like there's a lot of frames where especially the last one where the kid is like just surrounded by cleaning supplies and like just disheveled. uh, Well, yeah, but see sometimes, and this is from personal experience. I just don't know if kids see messes in the same way that (laughs) that adults I'll come into a room and it's, and, and it's just a disaster. And then I'll, I'll ask Jack, what, like, what happened? And he kind of looks for like, what are you, (laughs) what are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? Oh, this, you mean, this is the normal state of things. Yeah, though, though sometimes he also, one time he, you know, 
he came out and we had not cleaned up from the night before and he came out and he goes, why is it so messy in here? And that was, <laughs> that was infuriating because it was like, as if we had made the mess. <laughs> but yeah, again, maybe, maybe that speaks for the fact that he just associated, like, I don't like, I just assume that things magically get bit, get put back away, you know, after I go to sleep and like, what happened? <laughs> what happened to that system? Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a sense of whether he, so he wanted to know the, like the state of the mouse, but do you have a sense like whether he I like sort of identifies more with well like who who is the protagonist, I guess, in this book? Not just kid for kids, but for all of us. Like who it it is it the boy, I guess, right? I guess it, it seems well like about... the mouse is like the seem like the main character, but maybe it's it's yeah. like the boy is it's from the perspective of the boy. Does that make sense? So it's if this was being narrated uh it almost feels like it could be narrated by the boy. This yeah, is and, his, like this is it, it, it's a you're kind of the sidekick to somebody you know and and you're accompanying them and it's you're telling their story but you're the one telling it so it's it's from your perspective i like that distinction between main character versus protagonist because yeah. the mouse doesn't change the boy ostensibly learns something like right. whether he decides to continue feeding mice cookies or right. not he's clearly learned like there are consequences right <laughs> things happen when you do that so in that sense the boy is the protagonist maybe but the like you said the mouse seems to be the yeah more of the main like the mouse is kind of in the foreground That's metaphorically right. speaking more than the boy um yeah the mouse is the one making all the choices that, that, that drive oh, the, yeah like the drive the plot and the boy the boy is just the boy doesn't ever suggest anything the like oh mouse you You've done a lot. Maybe it's yeah, time for reacting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But that, that's kind of an interesting, I'm trying to think of another book that does that. Um, maybe like the cat in the hat is kind of like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right? Same, same thing. The cat, the cat's kind of the main character, but it's, you, you're clearly seeing things from the perspective of the children. Right. Right. And the, and the kids are the ones who sort of, again, the cat doesn't change the cat's character doesn't change very much, but the kids presumably are um, maybe a little wiser uh, for the experience. But in terms of what Jack takes away from it, I, I don't know. I, uh, he, he just doesn't always seem, he, he asks probing questions, but they're not about the, the things that I would expect him to, to ask about. So he'll, he'll have, he'll want to know why the, the boys wearing those kind of shorts or you know, something, something like that, that, that doesn't seem as germane to like the, right. the, the question of like, is altruism like a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely doesn't seem worried. He's not worried by like, Oh no, I think, I think that this, the, the boy should be taking a teach a mouse to fish like approach. That's okay. But here, here's one final thought. The mouse is not, Without initiative, it's not like the the, the boy is providing right. all these things for the mouse. The mouse is sweeping. It's like a lot of the choices aren't just the boy giving things to the mouse or or pampering the mouse. It's just the mouse is unchecked in his course of action. Right, right. And the boy like maybe enables him by not saying stop sweeping or <laughs> stop using crayons or you know now I've told you your bedtime story and and even though it reminded you of something you want to draw, you, you've got to stay in your little uh, face powder bed or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. But another way in which it's, it's a lot like the cat in the hat, I think. Right. Um, what? Okay. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and a lot like parenting. Sometimes I feel like I, I just, uh, I, 
if I choose to react to everything, then it's just me snuffing out my children's creative like tendencies. So like I either have the choice of saying, no, stop that, stop that like every two seconds, or I right. I, I wait 10 seconds <laughs> and say, stop doing that, you know, one time. What, what were you right. going to say? Well, the, maybe the, the, the last, so literally the last thing in the book on the final page is the great cookie chase, which is a, um, at least it is in my edition. It's yeah, a, this it's is, a I, I don't game. Ha- I don't have this. Yeah. You, what? You don't yeah. have the great cookie chase? No, no. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so in my edition, the last page is a, it's a very simplistic kind of Candyland style board game where you start on one square and you sort of like, you, it, it instructs you to go find a spinner or dice and <laughs> to sort of move along these little squares as the mouse trying to get to all the cookies. Right. At the so, end. And so did your did your copy of if you give a mouse a cookie not come with some kind of label that said spinner or dice not included? <laughs> for, for... No, we didn't get that. Um, <laughs> legal action forthcoming. <laughs> um, but my girls were much more interested in this, I have to say, than, than the story. <laughs> the actual... <laughs> so they really wanted to play the game. And when it, when we start reading the story, it's you can kind of tell like they want they want to get to the board game at the end. Let's yeah, let's get through this very dull preamble about a a, a, a mouse and crayons and get to <laughs> get the to action. Interactive, yeah, activities. <laughs> hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of A Thousand and One Good Nights. If you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories, check out our website at 1001goodnights.com. That's 1001goodnights.com. Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes. This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.